Hello, 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 and welcome back. Welcome to the bonus part of today's FYI on Heavy Metal. That's right, my amigos. I hope you're enjoying today's show, even if you don't know much about metal. As I always say, those are probably the biggest learning experiences when we learn about something that we wouldn't normally look into. And what we're doing here is expanding our horizons. And I feel like I try and give you guys both sides of the coin here and all other angles. And remember, guys, I'm always interested in hearing your comments on what we talked about either in class or you can obviously contact me on Patreon or via Discord. And I'd love to hear your opinions, especially when, you know, uh, I asked you, did I leave any out? I know. I know I left some heavy metal bands out when we were telling the story. Story, but it's impossible to name every heavy metal band. What we try and do is cover all different ones. And you know what? I will mention some that I that I left out, and I feel like this genre in itself really helped to promote heavy metal and this kind of music in general. And I'm talking about thrash metal. And thrash metal is played usually really fast. That was around the 1980s when thrash metal started getting really popular. Some examples of thrash metal, or what we call the big four, as far as slash metal is concerned, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. And these guys, because of their popularity, helped make other subgenres of heavy metal popular as well. So we want to give a special mention to those as well. And I'll tell you a little bit later about my experience at several Metallica concerts. I've seen them a total of three or four times. And I even have some videos that I'll share with you guys if you're interested in seeing what a Metallica concert looks like. Uh, this one was at Palacio de Deportes, and it's a rotating stage. So you get to see all of them. <laughs> it's actually uh, well thought out. But I'll share that with you. As I said, I'll share that video if YouTube doesn't take it down. I must admit, though, I wasn't a huge fan of Slayer, Megadeth, or Anthrax. But Metallica, I love almost every one of their tunes. Oh, and we didn't talk about this. Selling out. Now, selling out is, lo que significa es agotar, ¿no? Pero también to sell out is vender tu alma. And a lot of people accused Metallica of selling out because they, they said that they cut their hair. Remember, uh, long hair is a sign of heavy metal. So they cut their hair and the black album or the self-titled album was a little bit different, uh, a lot poppier, a lot more radio friendly than their earlier albums. And a lot of hardcore fans were upset and they said, Metallica, you sold out. So that's another thing about the, the culture. They don't like the idea of selling out. You have to stay true to your values. And my favorite was, I don't remember if it was Lars Ulrich, the drummer of Metallica, El Bateria, uh, maybe it was him. And uh, the, the interviewer said, well, what do you say when uh, fans accuse you of selling out? And he goes, oh, yeah, we sell out every freaking stadium we play. 
<laughs> I thought that was a brilliant answer. So like them or hate them, they're there. They've been there for decades, and now they're appealing to a wider audience. And okay, you can call it selling out, but remember, Metallica's running a business. What is a band in the end? It's four people running a business together, or five, plus you got the manager. Well, everybody takes their cut, su porción. So why don't we hear heavy metal or hard rock? We don't see many albums. Okay, yeah, you've got death metal albums coming out every year, but I'm talking about in the mainstream. You don't hear it on the radio. You don't see it on MTV. Well, either way, MTV doesn't play music. They haven't played music for decades. Now it's just reality shows, air quotes, no? <laughs> reality entre parentheses. What led to the decline or the downfall of this kind of music? Well, as I said, a lot of metal started to branch out into different genres. And around the turn of the decade, this was the late 80s, so 80s into 90s, uh, bands such as Guns N' Roses came out. And people were seeing Guns N' Roses and they were saying, well, wait a second, these guys really do have that heavy metal attitude. They don't seem like they're playing a role. Okay, they, they look the part, but they're not going too crazy. So I think Guns N' Roses made people realize that it was about the music again. It was about rocking out. It wasn't about your mascara and you know your lipstick, but it was about going out there and rocking the audience. And as we say, bringing down the house. Arrasando, ¿no? Que el público se queda en shock, ¿no? De, de lo bien que lo has hecho. And then, I think too, uh, Nirvana had a, a huge deal to do with it because Nirvana came out and then that was kind of the birth of grunge. And as we know, music, like everything, evolves and it's constantly evolving. And what Nirvana showed, and I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, was that you didn't need makeup, you didn't need explosions and pyrotechnics, you didn't need any fancy wardrobe and really expensive leather jackets. I mean, if you remember, Kurt Cobain wore like a grandpa sweater and he was exposed on stage. And I think music in general took a turn there. People said, okay, we're more interested now in the feelings, in the person, in the person who's conveying, transmitiendo esa emoción. So music in general went in a different direction. And Pearl Jam and all of these groups that came out, they were rocking. Of course they were rocking. But it was stripped down. It was no frills rock. No frills es la marca de, de la casa, you know. <laughs> so it was that kind of rock that was pure. It was, you know, it was really communicating something. And as I always say, uh, you know, Kurt Cobain made these other guys look a bit ridiculous. He's like, guy, why are you wearing all the makeup? Just sing the song. Sing it with all your heart and soul. And so music changed. It went in a different direction. Now, speaking of going in a different direction, Tony Iommi almost went in a different direction. Now, who is Tony Iommi? <laughs> Yeah, that's Tony Iommi. That's his guitar riff. The guitarist, songwriter, founder of the group Black Sabbath. But why did I say he almost went in another direction? Well, he had a 
terrible accident. A terrible accident, well, it wasn't too serious, I guess, but if you're a guitarist, you can't think of a worse accident. And he was 17 years old, and he lost the tips of his middle finger and his ring finger. Remember, our fingers are our thumb, pulgar, our pointer, our middle finger, our ring finger, I got confused there for a second, and our pinky, que es el pe pequeño. You can also call your, your pointer your index. ¿Te suena? El índice. Just so you know your fingers. Well, he lost the tips of two of his fingers on his right hand. He was working at a factory. Remember, these guys were from Birmingham, and that was another reason why their music was dark. Ozzy Osbourne, the singer of Black Sabbath, said, the music that we were hearing, this hippie love music, didn't reflect what was going on in this post-industrial uh, wasteland called Birmingham. And no offense to Birmingham, I'm just describing it as Ozzy described it. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but you can check all this out. There are tons of interviews about Black Sabbath and about Ozzy. Now, good luck understanding Ozzy. That's a, a, a whole nother story. Now, the icing on the cake in this story is that it was Tony Iommi's last day of work in this factory. It was a sheet metal factory. And he cut the tips of his fingers off after just signing a record deal to be the guitarist of Black Sabbath. And he was told, you will never play the guitar again. Well, Tony Iommi said, nope. I beg to differ. And he made fingertips. That's right. He used, I believe, wax and leather. And he, he made these fingertips that stuck to the ends of the fingers that have been cut off. So it would complete his fingers and make it look like he had fingers. And thus, he could play the guitar. And he continued to play the guitar however he could. Think about that. I mean, most people would give up. And he said, no, no, no. And now he's got a sound. He's got his own pedal, su propio pedal, effects pedal I'm talking about, called Tony Iommi. And he has his own sound because nobody has those two fingers. Those are Tony Iommi's fingers that he made that let him do things with the guitar and make sounds that no other guitarist has been able to make. So his biggest adversity turned into his biggest strength. We can all learn something from Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Now, I also told you guys about scandals, and we could just do a series on heavy metal scandals. It's about being scandalous. It's about being boisterous. I mean, how many times have we heard of a heavy metal band destroying a hotel or a concert venue? But sometimes, as always, and I think this is one of the lessons here today, too, don't go too far. No te pases. Like in black metal, there's a group called Mayhem. And these guys, well, there was a suicide, a murder. And you're thinking, guys, I know you're going for a dark image. I get it. But murdering, committing suicide for the sake of music or the devil or what? It's what we call going too far. And I'm sure you guys have heard about this. This is up in Norway and a lot of the Nordic countries. There have been church burnings. And uh, now many of them say this is a response because they say religion was forced on them. But guys, 
two wrongs don't make a right. So I can't get on board. I don't care how good black metal is. And I'm sorry, but it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> sorry. I usually don't give my opinion too much when it's that bad, but it sucks in my opinion. Stop, stop with the show and at least try and come up with some good music because that's definitely taking it too far. And I'll never subscribe to that. One thing is singing about stuff because, again, you're a performer. It's like an actor. They're playing a role in many cases. But another thing is going out there and doing things like this. Brutal, heinous things. Uh, speaking of brutal things, uh, Pantera, there's another group that really made heavy metal popular globally as well. As you guys know, in Latin America, heavy metal is huge, as well as in Japan. And well, these groups, groups like Pantera are responsible for that as well. Obviously, Ozzy and all those guys too. But uh, their guitarist, Dimebag Daryl, was playing with another band, a band called Damage Plan. And this was in Columbus, Ohio. You can find this video on the internet, but I don't recommend you watch it. I've seen it, and it'll turn your stomach. So again, it was December 8th, 2004, and he was on stage with Damage Plan. And a crazy fan decided to open fire and shoot him. He murdered the guitarist that was doing his job, doing what he loved on stage. And in my opinion, Dimebag Daryl, Dimebag es una bolsa de marihuana de 10 euros y es porque el tío fumaba, me imagino. I, I imagine he smoked weed. He was definitely one of the most amazing guitarists out there. Do you want to hear a riff that will blow your mind, put on some headphones or turn it up loud and listen to Cemetery Gates and listen to how Dimebag Daryl rips that guitar. And well, some idiot, some fiend in el sentido malo decided that uh, it was okay to take his life. Again, when things go too far, I can't get on board. What a shame, and I think that was one of the saddest days in heavy metal history. Now, there are some other disgusting and weird things, and they usually involve Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, <laughs> he's no stranger to controversy. Eso significa que, no, uh, que está muy acostumbrado uh, a la polémica. And you might have heard these stories, and sometimes people say it's a myth or it's just come some kind of story that's been passed down. But these stories have been confirmed. Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat. Now, let me give you a minute to digest that. No pun intended. <laughs> um, he bit the head off a bat. Okay. Murcielago's bat to bite is more bit and pasado more. Yeah. Yeah. He was on stage in Des Moines. In this Des Moines is in the United States. Des Moines, Idaho, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, there I go with my geography. Well, it was in 1982, and a 17-year-old fan thought it was a good idea to bring a gift for his idol, Ozzy Osbourne. And he thought a bat. Well, you know, Ozzy Osbourne is known as the Prince of Darkness. So uh, what did he do? This kid threw it on stage and Ozzy looked down at it, picked it up and said, huh, all right. And he took a bite out of it. Now, he claims that he didn't know it was a real bat. 
But uh, man, after the show, they had to check him for rabies. La rabia. Yeah, man. <laughs> Whether he meant to do it or not, there's nothing more rock and roll than that. But that's not it. As I said, you could just check out Ozzy Osbourne's biography and uh, and get ready to be entertained and have a lot of WTF moments. What the? Yeah. <laughs> Another one was when he, well, I guess he's got a, a penchant, as we say, or a thing for biting the heads off animals because he also did it uh, during a meeting, but this time with doves. And doves are palomas blancas. A pigeon is la paloma de la calle. And he supposedly, and again, it's been confirmed now, so I shouldn't even say supposedly, he bit the head off two live doves. That's right. And why did he do it? Well, he was in a meeting with some record executives, and he basically said that the woman just kept yapping. I don't know if she was a public relation, but she was a ba 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 and he just got sick of it. And initially, he was going to release the doves in the room, you know, and as part of his show, you know. But he said he just got so pissed off, so ticked off, that he said, ah, F it. And he bit the heads off of these, um, these doves. And that person fainted. <laughs> that person ended up on the floor. So uh, you could say Ozzy has a weird sense of humor. And you can see that, too, uh, on his reality show, The Osbournes. In fact, maybe that's the only good thing on MTV. <laughs> well, Ozzy is entertaining, whether he's on stage or not. And now it's time to talk about the satanic panic. Well, that's right. There was a serious, serious trend to burn albums, boycott albums. As we said before, there were even hearings in Congress by Tipper Gore. But I even remember my mom taking me to these church events where they would show us how music was evil. And they would go through different album covers and say, look at the pentagram and the message. And you want to know something? <laughs> it worked. My mom and that, that religious aspect scared the bejesus out of me. I was like, these guys are trying to send me satanic messages. Oh, my God. And it was pretty scary. And I, I was on board. I believed it. Until I realized again that a lot of it was just an act and nobody really made a deal with the devil. Okay, there are stories about it and it's it's beautiful, the fantasy of selling your, your soul to the devil, but I don't know. So it was pretty scary. I, I have to admit, I, for a while there, I was just listening to Christian music. But then the opposite happened. After a while, I said, I'm missing out on some amazing music and new albums that were coming out all because, well, I didn't want to be possessed by the devil. And now when I think about it, it sounds a bit ridiculous. But uh, a lot of bands have been accused of not just using that symbolism. As I said, think of Iron Maiden, sex, sex, sex. I don't think it's a hidden message, you know? I don't think they're trying to hide anything there. So, but there are times, it's called back masking or backwards masking, when they've played albums backwards and supposedly it has a secret message. Now, I don't know. This is where I want to hear your opinion. Do you guys think that this is sheer coincidence? We're going to listen to, to two examples now. But do you guys think this is sheer coincidence? Or do you think that there are some messages that the Beatles 
and Led Zeppelin put into their songs. And many other artists have been accused of it as well. But I want you guys to be the judge. So let's listen to, we're going to listen to Revolution Number no. 9 by the Beatles. And we're going to listen to it backwards. And supposedly, we'll see if you guys hear it as well, the message that is repeated over and over is, turn me on, dead man. Turn me on, dead man. And that's uh, ponme, no? Cuando algo te pone, it turns me on. All right, well, again, these are just some examples. You can watch videos on YouTube with tons of other examples. But these are popular ones. So you guys be the judge. Here is Revolution 9 by the Beatles, played backwards. Oh, that is creepy. Whether it's true or not, it freaks me out. And I love this kind of music. As I said, you won't find a bigger rocker than me. I've been to so many concerts, I lost count. I don't even know what groups I've seen. I think if I added up all the money I've spent on concerts and festivals, I would be severely depressed. But I don't regret one of them. They all were amazing experiences. And I truly believe that. If you like a group, well, there's nothing like seeing them in concert. And some groups, well, they let you down. And we'll talk about that. And some groups, well, they exceed your expectations. I think the best thing is to go with low expectations. <laughs> all right, so what did you guys think? Did you hear Turn Me On, Dead Man? Or is that just... Pure coincidence. All right, well, let's listen to another example. This is Stairway to Heaven, very popular Led Zeppelin song. And Led Zeppelin were accused of putting a lot of satanic messages in their music. Now, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to tell you what it says. I'm going to play it, and I want you guys to write down what you hear. And then I'll tell you what it supposedly says and you guys tell me if it matches up because i don't want to i don't want you to be biased when you listen to it so this is a little piece of stairway to heaven played backwards <laughs> Whoa, now that was even more creepy than the first one. All right, well, uh, what did you guys hear? Anybody hear the word Satan in there? Satanás. Supposedly it says, here's to my sweet Satan. Esta va para mi dulce Satanás. The one little path, ese caminito, would make me sad, whose power is Satan. So there's two times that he supposedly says Satan backwards. He'll give those with him 
666. Dará a los que están con él el 666. All right. Now, I don't know if you heard that or not. Listen to it again, knowing that, and I'd love to hear your opinion. And we're going to wrap up today with a couple recommendations. I'm going to tell you some recommendations of some concerts that you can see because they're either on the internet or they're available on DVD. And then I'll tell you about my experiences. Well, in this first example, I'll actually tell you about both because the video is called Black Sabbath, The End live in Birmingham. Now, if you were paying attention, why is Birmingham an important place? That's where the group was formed. That's where heavy metal was born. That's right. And Black Sabbath, they're no spring chickens. Ya no son jovenzuelos. I was so lucky that I got to see the original members of Black Sabbath, all four original members on stage and i remember when i heard that those guitar riffs and i saw there were crosses behind him that were lighting up on fire i really felt like i was back in 1972 and i wasn't even alive then so it took me to another place in time seeing these four masters these four inventors of heavy metal, according to many. So you can check it out. They have a video called Black Sabbath, The End, live in Birmingham. And if you ever see that they're coming on tour, which I highly doubt, get tickets. Now, I have also seen Ozzy Osbourne many times solo, but Black Sabbath, the whole group, the whole kit and caboodle, it was mind-blowing. Another group that I saw as well, and this is interesting because one time I was let down, and another time they blew my mind. So this is Iron Maiden. And again, I'll give you a recommendation as well as tell you my experience. The recommendation is Flight 666. No hidden messages there. Flight 666. And what happens is Iron Maiden goes on tour and they want to break a record for playing uh, the most amount of dates in the least amount of time. And you know who the pilot is? Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of Iron Maiden. It's called Flight 666. I, I always forget to add that third six in there. But it is fantastic. And again, seeing Iron Maiden live... One time it was amazing. That was in uh, Rivas. And another time in Budapest, I guess they were just not into it. So that's interesting too. Everybody can have a bad day. Another one that we didn't really talk about this band, but Alice in Chains. Now, the reason I tell you this is because even if you don't like heavy metal, Alice in Chains Unplugged is perhaps one of the most amazing hard rock or heavy metal albums ever. And it's unplugged. And just remember when you look at this video or when you see this video, I should say, that the lead singer, Lane Staley, uh, is no longer with us. What does that mean? He died. He overdosed. So you're seeing a piece of history. Also, Metallica live binge and purge. That's a great one as well. Although Metallica have tons of of live uh, live concerts. They also have documentaries. I haven't seen it, but everybody has recommended Metallica, Some Kind of Monster. Excellent. Uh, Guns N' Roses as well. They're still touring, but if you want to see the bad boys, you know, check out Guns N' Roses. And in fact, if you just check out Axl Rose 
on stage or, you know, going on a rant or attacking audience, you'll see Axl Rose and his antics, his stage antics. I believe the word antics is payasadas. And a couple other. Now, I told you some of the groups that I saw. Metallica. I'll share some videos with you. Muse. I wouldn't consider it heavy metal, but then they have some songs that have heavy metal influence. Clearly. Uh, Guns N' Roses. I've seen them now oh, just once, but I'm hoping to see them in Seville this summer. ACDC. You've got to see ACDC. And some people will say ACDC is not heavy metal. It's hard rock. Well, call it whatever you will. You must attend an ACDC concert if you can. It is pure energy because it's TNT dynamite. And honestly, I could just go on and on about all the concerts I've attended. I'll tell you more about it, of course, as we look at other genres of music because I didn't only attend heavy metal concerts. Concerts. But whatever you say about heavy metal, whether you like it, whether you dislike it, let's be honest. This kind of music is great to blow off some steam, descargar, or to work out, or just to turn up and listen to really loud. And you know what? Like everything, it has its time and place. But I will say one thing for those about to rock, we salute you! Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of FYI.